All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Fight, liberty, and the If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Mig. Welcome back to the Big Mig Show. I am your host, Lance Miliacho. With me, the ever hardworking, freezing his ass off, George Ballantine. I'm not cold. I'm what freezing are you my about? ass off, I'm too. Freezing. It's like negative eight degrees here, George. I don't know what it is with you. I ain't freezing. Cold. What are you talking no? about? I'm hot-blooded normally. All the time, yeah, it's hot. It's, it is cold here, and I'm not really enjoying it. So, you know, tip so, of the spear, liberty means anything at all. It means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. George, you were going to say something about the weather, I think. Yeah, why the hell are you living in Colorado if you don't like it? Man, that's a good question, George. That's a very good question. Sure. My plan is to move my way out of here eventually. Uh, that's the plan. In the meantime, you know what we're going to do on this show? We are going to educate you. We are going to bring you the right guests, the right receipts, proof of what we're talking about. And again, we're not trying to sell you on either party at this point. We're just trying to educate you so that you realize it is we the people versus Washington, D.C. And through this education, we want you to unify the country. Our plan is political parties, forget about it. What we want is a government that is for the people, by the people, not what we have now where they make whatever decisions they want to make and then cram it down our throats. To me, it's a uniparty at the moment. That is why we are behind Donald Trump, because we believe he is not part of the D.C. cabal, because, let's face it, neither party seems to really like him. At the end of the day, he's the one that can fix the country. Uh, we've got a big show tonight. We're going to talk about J6 perjury, at least the allegations thereof. We're also going to have on Steve Stern, American Patriot, all hands on deck. Steve's going to talk about primaries and what you can do to get involved, because Sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing is not an option at this point, guys. You have to make a difference. Yeah. And, George, you did an amazing job. You got Steve to come on in an evening show or at least be here for our late show. Pretty unbelievable that he's working these hours. I don't know how you did it. Well, it's not really what he normally does. I think his wife kind of controls that. Um, yeah, yes, she does because <laughs> his family time is important, as he said and as she said. But I was able to have Miss Stern... See the bigger picture just for once, and you finagled like you usually do. I did not. That, I that, no, that's disrespectful. No, I did not. I just told Miss Stern. I said, "Listen, a lot of people need to see what's going on. We need to save our country for children, grandchildren, yada 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 yada." And she goes, "All right, just just once, just once. That's it." Well, it's no doubt. So we're in the I, fight of our lives. Steve's fighting every day, doing what he does, which is amazing. Let's face it, he's tied in right to Donald Trump and many at the upper levels of the people that are fighting to save our country. I think there's a lot of ways we're winning right now. Uh, I just got to say this. You guys know I don't like Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, and we know right now that Davos is going on and, you know, they're continuing to do their spin behind the scenes, Schwab, Soros, whoever else. But what, but what I, I love right now, now is that Harari seems to acknowledge that the globalist viewpoints, including his own, are becoming increasingly unpopular. 
That's, That's right. right. Globalists, Globalists are unpopular. There's a surprise. Why, Why wouldn't they have been unpopular at all? Well, it's basically because I think many people didn't know who they were. They've been outing themselves, signaling. He was asked the question just recently, are you concerned that Trump might be elected again shortly? His response? I think it's very likely. Now, obviously, that's the win we want, right? Iowa caucuses are going on right now. What we need is Donald Trump back in the White House. And hopefully this time, there are going to be consequences for the people that have been destroying our country from within. Rory said next to me even raised more eyebrows. And, and, and if it happens that Trump is elected, it's likely, and listen closely, guys, I'm going to give you the exact quote. It is likely to be the kind of, well, like the death blow to what remains of the global order. Let me repeat that. It's likely to be the kind of, like the death blow to what remains of the global order. I love that. George, I know you love it, too. Death blow to the globalists. Death blow to the global order. Hopefully there'll be some serious consequences for these people. That includes Schwab, Soros, Gates, people like Fauci, many people that are involved in Davos, WEF, NWO members. Good percentage of Congress. But later. Com 300, Trilateral Commission, <laughs> Clinton Foundation, yeah, on foreign relations. So go so ahead, George. If you notice the last few weeks how the um, mainstream media has been talking about Trump, Oh, he's going to be a dictator. He said the first day he's going to mm. do all this stuff and people are okay with it. So what what's really going on is they're setting the stage because there's, they're in fear. Because they're in fear that if Trump gets in, he's going to do what Lance just said. They're going to clean house, get rid of the cabal, get rid of the swamp for once and for all. And, you know, they're part of it. So, yeah, they're shit... Uh, shit and bricks, I'm going to say. <laughs> well, but, at the end know, of the day, and and so they should be. They're running. I want to say that any any enemies of this country, foreign or domestic, should pay the price for attacking us. Whether they're attacking our elections, whether they're attacking us from within, doesn't matter whether they're in D.C. or otherwise. I want to see the consequences for those actions. Because let's face it, George. They want to apply the consequences. The rule of law seems to be uh, directed in a weaponized manner against conservatives, against Christians. We've heard the, heard the inside scoop. Seems like they're more concerned about having our, uh, you know, U.S. air marshals make sandwiches for people on the border. They're not protecting our border at this point. We know that we're seeing transnational gangs, uh, cartel, organized cartel members, members of terrorist organizations like Hamas and otherwise, we've heard the warnings, we've heard the numbers, 12 to 15 million illegal immigrants, and that's based on the numbers of, uh, you know, obviously they're larger than what the government's telling us. That includes gotaways that nobody seems to have any track of, people throwing away IDs and the rest of it. But, you know, as it goes, they've weaponized it. It's more of the same. They want to use the, the uh, DOJ and the FBI against us, George. It's, and, you know, and let's face it, today, big story hit, George. Big one, brother. It did. Proof but, of perjury, allegations against Special Agent David Lazarus. What did. do you think of the story, brother? I think it's very eye-opening and, and very frustrating. And there's a lot of emotions because... This just, and you can't, no, there's no denying this, what, what we're going to show you, you know, it's been, it just came out today. There's no denying it, okay, because the video doesn't lie, the time doesn't lie. But you know who lied? Lazarus, the FBI, J6 committee, and all the other ones that backed him up, two, 
out there because there's guys that got sentenced to prison based on this fabricated lie, mm. and it's just not right. If well, you did something keepers, wrong, what, if, like I'm listening, if we, yeah, if you did something wrong, all right, you get in trouble. Say I own up to my responsibility, but there's one thing that I can't stand is being charged with something or somebody said I said something when it's false. I just hate that. Well, at the end of the day, it's interesting because he's a former Marine and he's a current special agent of the United States Capitol Police. But I think the corruption comes from the fact that he is Nancy Pelosi's head of security. And I've said it all along. I believe that Nancy Pelosi orchestrated this event. It was a planned op. You know, many people, I coined the term, a term that's over on Urban Dictionary, Fed-surrection. I've never doubted it. And as we go further along, we're seeing more and more of that. The question is, where's the accountability going to be? Are they going to make Agent, Special Agent David Lazarus accountable? Where are going to be the consequences for him perjuring himself? Are they going to free the Oath Keepers? The question is, if these allegations are true, how do we stop people from doing this? And that's where I believe the rule of law has to equally, right? The acts of justice has to swing both ways. And, and there has to be consequences for this. Because at the end of the day, people are sitting in jail because of testimony he gave. Now, you know, uh, they, they, you know, there was a claim as part of their defense that Dunn was awarding off the attack at the Capitol uh, to act as additional security, and that's what the Oath Keeper said. But another officer, this is where David Lazarus testified, that wasn't the case. Lazarus, a special agent, which I don't know where Capitol Police got that title, but okay, and members of Pelosi, he, and he's a member of Pelosi's production detail, recalled seeing the Oath Keepers who, were, who wore tactical gear. They said he was harassing Dunn as he held them off. Not true, but okay. It was, and his quote, it was very antagonistic dialogue between the folks in tactical gear, the rioters and Dunn, he testified. Lazarus said, he, Lazarus said he had tunnel vision at the time, describing his efforts to evacuate Pelosi staffers who had been barricaded themselves in a conference room on the other side of Dunn, asked by a federal prosecutor Monday, and this, of course, is back a ways. This isn't this Monday. What were the rioters, what, what the rioters could have done to actually help on January 6th? Dunn was succinct. Leave the damn building. So much drama, so many stories, not the truth. At the end of the day, here we are now looking at backwards. If they'd released the 40,000 plus hours of videos like they were supposed to, back when McCarthy said he would have, maybe people could have formed a defense. I'm not sure these people are familiar with the terms Brady material, exculpatory material, evidence tampering, witness tampering, destruction of evidence. These are all criminal statutes that have sentences tied to them and prosecution tied to them. There's also a thing called fraud on the court, where clearly when you uh, impeach yourself and a witness lies like it eventually Lazarus has done, you commit fraud on the courts. That's another statutory charge. I'd like to know when they're going to equally apply this, uh, this, these laws, George. What do you think? Is it going to happen? Or, 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 is, or is hell going to have to freeze over for it to happen? Lance, he, he committed fraud on American people in this American country. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. everybody's affected. Because if you see all the drama, oh, the biggest biggest disaster and biggest um, whatever we want to call it in, uh, in U.S. history which is all false. and But they all talk about it like these Democrats, even some of the Republicans, they're talking about it like this big uh, event that that people actually ransacked and hurt other people. No, no, nobody, the only people that got hurt 
We're conservatives. MAGA. One, a couple, and, one and, died from it, right? A lady, I yeah. believe her name is. You have people yeah. in jail. Ashley Babbitt. Their families. Actually, there might be two then. Ashley Babbitt, I think there's another one. There's no justice well, for Ashley Babbitt. Regardless, at right. the end of the day, when you, you misapply or misuse government power and government influence from an office within the United States... Uh, as an elected or a hired official, as an agent of the government, there's a whole new application. Potentially, that's treason against United States citizens, depending on what you misapplied. In this case, if this was a fomented and organized plot, if Nancy Pelosi was responsible, along with others like Adam Schiff and many other people that we believe were involved at this point, or at least it seems that way, that would be treason against United States citizens. It would obviously be a misuse of all of these people's authority, because at the end of the day, it looks like to me like it's almost nothing but lies. The longer it goes on, the more we find out. The worst part is the J6 defendants that haven't been tried yet, their speedy trial rights, in my opinion, violated sitting and rotting away in the D.C. gulag. And then the guys that got these crazy sentences, but yet Ray Epps, Mr. Fed Surrection, Fed apps, at least that's at least what we believe it to be, because why else would he get a sweetheart deal? He called for violence right on camera. He made all kinds of statements. He was one of the ones at the front pushing the barriers down. And at the end of the day, he gets six months probation or 12 months probation, whatever it was, ridiculous sentence, because we know it isn't a felony. He was given a misdemeanor. Why is it that other people got 20 plus years for supposedly insurrection and treason and whatever else, seditious conspiracy? So let's play this video because I think this is really telling. Uh, how, how, many, how long is this video? I know you chopped it down a little bit, George. Um, it's six minutes, 50 seconds. But Lance, we're gonna put the yeah. thumbnail up, right? Oh, of course. Big Steve Stern, we try to give it a patriotic appeal. Yeah. This guy has got an amazing patriotic company, uh, you know, and a friend of Donald Trump's. He's the real deal. I'm excited to have him on, and he's a true sayer. I ran into him over on Ann Vandersteel's show, and I've got to tell you, I love the way the guy uh, presents and talks about stuff. Very direct. He does not play around. Lance, what are those yes, little sir? symbols on the bottom of the thumbnail? Well, those are our sponsors, George, as you know, ideaordie.com. <laughs> great, great uh, verified organization over on Twitter. We appreciate everything they do for us. They sponsor our show, uh, giving us lots of great stuff because we're sponsored and because we're an affiliate. And you guys can become an affiliate, too. Go to ideaordie.com, fill out an application. And let me preface this. They're not approving everybody. They have to put you through an approval process. If you get approved, you'll be added. At the end of the day, obviously, truth tellers. Beard Vet Coffee, you know you love these guys. They're at the Iowa Caucus right now, Kenny and the ownership, doing what they normally do, hobnobbing with Eric Trump and all the others that are there right now. These guys are great guys. We love what they do. We appreciate them. And, of course, Sea of Mud, throw them up for a second here. Patriotic apparel for the whole family, just like this great beanie that George bought for our skull. Uh, they've got coffee cups, as you can see over there. They've got um, all kinds of shirts women's and men's, and lots of other products. Great company. I highly recommend going over there and buying something for your family. Where's this at? Seaofmud.com. Hold on. Let, let's show it. The best is yet to come. Let's just show it. Boom. Boom. Swag. Big, big, big swag. Lance, uh, I don't know. These people, you know, I don't know if you're hearing me. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a contest coming up soon, and part of this contest is you have to have a big, big shirt. A shirt, T-shirt, or sweatshirt. 
And Lance is working on a deal where there's going to be a gun in this to give it away. We don't know if it's an AR-15 or a nice Glock or six hours. Yeah, we're going to plan on doing a great giveaway. Well, let's show up this video, George. Let's show everybody what we're talking about, about this perjury. I just like looking at that shirts, man. I know you do. You did a good job on them, though. I'm waiting for my shirt, by the way. Hint, hint, exactly. Kyle, see you, Mud? George's shirt? All right, exactly. let's bring it. Hold on. Lazarus. 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 David Lazarus, special agent, Nancy Pelosi's head of security. Did Pelosi's security chief perjure himself? On the very night of the release of this story, uh, we were given permission to use a single screenshot. Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. Of course, now we have a new speaker in place. We now have permission to release the video. DOJ prosecutors. The biggest sedition trial in America in 80 years. The highest profile trial to date related to the January 6th attack. The Justice Department has rested its case in the seditious conspiracy trial against Oath Keepers founder, Stuart Rhodes, and four of his associates. The story of David Lazarus on January 6th is very simple. Lawyers for Stuart Rhodes and four other members of the Oath Keepers on trial have suggested that the group helped Officer Harry Dunn. Dunn just took the stand and said flat out, quote, they didn't. Sentenced to four years in prison. Sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. Sentenced to 12 years in prison. Sentenced to 18 years in prison. His story that day is he was assisting the evacuation of the Senate at the time that the incident between Officer Harry Dunn and the Oath Keepers began. <laughs> The Oath Keepers lined up between him and the more agitated protesters and assisted him in keeping them off of him. Don rejected the defense's argument that members of the militia protected him. I don't conflate my story. He had two separate FBI interviews which were in conflict with one another. In the first FBI interview, he actually gave a favorable story about his encounter with the Four Oath Keepers. And he stood in front of Harry Dunn for almost six minutes. After he was brought in for his second FBI interview, he changed that story. He was fighting back insurrectionists across the Capitol while being called the vilest racist names. So what they did is they brought in another officer, special agent David Lazarus, to kind of bolster that story and give it more credibility by saying that when he arrived at the top of those stairs, that he saw Dunn standing at the top of the stairs being hassled by these Oath Keepers. At the time the Harry Dunn Oath Keepers encounter began, he was not in the same building. 
Lazarus was just not there. He could not have seen, he could not have witnessed what was taking place because Lazarus was in another Senate office building across the street from Constitution Avenue. So we were able to track Lazarus on the Capitol CCTV cameras. Lazarus can be seen moving away from the Capitol building through a lower tunnel at 2.37.59 p.m. Lazarus continues moving toward the Senate office buildings at 2.41.49 p.m. During Officer Lazarus's October 31st trial testimony, he stated that he began his return to the Capitol building after hearing shots fired over Capitol Police radio. That occurred at 2.43 p.m. Here, Lazarus can be seen moving back toward the Capitol at 2.45 p.m. Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers began at 2.44 and lasted roughly between five and six minutes. Here, Lazarus finally emerges from the tunnel back to the Senate side of the Capitol building at 2.48. Dunn falsely testified that Lazarus was already at the location where he encountered the Oath Keepers before he arrived. But Lazarus can be seen at the top of the elevator leading up from the tunnel at 2.48 p.m. on the Senate side of the Capitol, over four minutes after Dunn encountered the Oath Keepers on the House side. I don't conflate my story. Lazarus then continued to move through a lower level of the Capitol on the Senate side of the building at 2.49 p.m. Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers is almost over by now. But Lazarus testified that he saw Dunn in an antagonistic conversation with the Oath Keepers three or four times. The Capitol Police officer who just took the stand in the Oath Keepers trial blew a hole in one of the defense's theories. Starting to restore my faith in the Justice Department. Finally, they're charging people with the sedition we saw with our own eyes on live TV. Lazarus can still be seen in the Senate side of the building at 2.50 p.m. At 2.52 p.m., Lazarus can be seen continuing his progression toward the house side of the Capitol. The four Oath Keepers are no longer standing a line between Officer Dunn and those contentious protesters as they had moved into the rotunda and began heading toward the east doors to exit the building. At 2.54 p.m., Lazarus continues moving toward the house side of the Capitol. He is still one level down from where Dunn and the Oath Keepers encounter had already concluded minutes earlier. At 2.56 p.m., Lazarus is still one floor below and is still not arrived at the staircase where he claimed to have seen Dunn's encounter with the four Oath Keepers. By this time, those Oath Keepers had already left the rotunda and are about to exit the east doors. Finally, at 2.56, Lazarus can be seen reaching the bottom of the staircase, at the top of which he claimed to have witnessed Dunn's very antagonistic interaction with the four Oath Keepers three or four times while rescuing 11 or 12 of Pelosi's staff from their offices. The problem with that is it just never happened. Well, so uh, it looks like Agent Lazarus's testimony might, in fact, be perjury. He does not seem to be where he said he was. I think as more and more of these videos come out, and this would obvious, obvious for obvious enough reasons why they never wanted to give us the video, George. Why they didn't want the American people to have the video. Why they were restricting what's available. Who knows how much of the footage they've deleted. I'm sure there is more and more and more of this is going to be coming out. And the question is, when do the consequences start? 
Is Lazarus going to be uh, get hit with some accountability? So maybe he'll turn on Nancy Pelosi. Maybe we'll find out that she's the one that was behind Lazarus's testimony. Also, Officer Dunn acting like the Oath Keepers weren't helping him. I'd like to see the video of the Oath Keepers lined up. Where's that video? Hidden? Well, that would be Brady and exculpatory material. That would also mean that Dunn didn't tell the truth. But again, that's an allegation on my part. So, George, what do you think? Well, you just think about how much more video that's they have that has not been released and what else is in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you know there's going to be more stuff in it. It's just, but once again, it's like nothing surprises me anymore with with Repu- both Democrats and not and Republicans. At least with Democrats, we know what we're going to get, and we know what to expect with them. But when you have certain Republicans, or they call themselves Republicans, that sit on the J six committee and and go along with this BS, that's just like you know saying you're my best friend, but meanwhile or. You're my yeah. You're my best friend, and you're and you're trying to sleep with my wife. If I was married, but I'm not married to anybody. Just so you know. But you know what I mean. Like it's crazy. It's really yeah, it's is. manipulative. They're lying to the American people. We're seeing more and more of this, and you have to look at it. You know, to form what they say a a fair defense, you have the right to all the material to form that defense. You have the right to all the evidence. At the end of the day, that's not what happened with the J6ers. They weren't provided this evidence. Clearly, this t- this video would have affected the Oath Keepers, uh, obviously, their trial. Because here the guy is saying one thing, and he's obviously in a different part of the building, so he couldn't have seen Officer Dunn. Unless, Lance, unless the probability that he has a twin that also works in the, uh, as a Capitol Police officer, yeah. just happened to be wearing the same clothing, and just happened to be there. Yeah. Or, you know, or he was tele, or 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 the or the Capitol building has a teleporter, much like Star Trek, and they teleported him over to that part of the building. It could be a superhero. It's a good point. Could be a superhero. I didn't think of that you argument. I mean? More like a yeah. villain, though. He's the villain. You know, but they love to give us the wrong narrative, George. I mean, they do it from the White House and everywhere else. So, lying to us seems to be part of the standard mo. Yeah, you know, Lance. Speaking yes. of the White House. Did you see what happened today? What's going on today? What the White House did? No. You didn't? No. Ah. No, guys. I was a little busy today, so I didn't get on top of the news as much as possible. What do you got there, brother? I was busy, too, but I just, just came across my lap. So you know that the White House announced under new DEI initiative, they have replaced Afro Chucky, the press secretary? What? Yep. And... My, I, I, I got to say, I've never liked her, so any replacement's a good replacement. Actually, replaced, he- replaced her with a man, a guy. Wow. But I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but I'm going to say it. And it's actually a big improvement. Be careful. Be careful using pronouns, George. The pronoun police are stalking us. <sighs> That's all right. I'm gonna, <laughs> I got to show it to you. You're going to like it. Okay. President Biden has not had any events at the White House in the new year, and he's been kept from public view for three full days now. Why? President Biden does not have any events at the White House in the new, in the new year. And he's- that was funny, right? That's a big improvement. That is for a major improvement. Do we have a name for him? Because I like him a lot better than the current press secretary. At least he's telling the truth when he actually talks. <laughs> uh, listen, you can't. That, at least you're going to get the truth from that kid. You know what you're speaking to that? Yeah. There was a, on, on X today, 
it was Trump that, oh, somebody was making a comment about when Trump said to the, um, the one heckler says, go, go home, go home to mommy. Right. And this is another, I don't know, he says he's conservative. He said something, he replied, he goes, you know, he's running for president. He, he should say it in a so much better, more way. And he put out this, like, you know, typical politician speaking. Yeah. And I was so I was going to say something, but I, I know I just pulled back as a conservative. But yeah, we don't want that. We want I want blunt. I want upfront. I want brutal honesty. I don't need that go around stuff. That that's what politicians do. Yeah, I don't like the spin and dance. I love I love Trump's mean tweets. I love Trump's direct, directness. To be honest with you, that's what I want out of our politicians: directness. I don't want manipulation and lies. You know, it's tough enough already. Look, the landscape is changing. Let me say this to you. The landscape is seriously changing, you guys. And one of the big things that everybody has to be concerned about right now is the dangers of AI. And when I'm talking about the dangers of AI, I'm talking about deep fake technology, whether it's audio or video. You know, not too long ago, we outed the, uh, the, the alleged documentary of Roger Stone. We went through it. Looked to me like it had been manipulated. Uh, not all of it, but large portions of it. Obviously, the audio track. Here we go again, George. I don't know if you saw it, but of course, uh, it's been news the last couple of days now. Uh, media, media, ite. I think it's media, how you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm not sure that they haven't stepped this in this Diana foul zone. Hasn't stepped right into it. So George and I have kind of become these AI guys. We're always looking at the apps and looking at the new technologies, and we've been digging in because we think it's important for our show. The technology is moving unbelievably fast, but voice cloning somebody is relatively easy. You take a sample, you put it into the voice cloners, and there probably are 20 or 30, maybe more, products out there for cloning voices. It doesn't matter whether you're a celebrity or a politician or a talk show host like us, video cast, podcast, or otherwise. You can pretty much clone anybody. There are some that are at a higher level that take three to four weeks to create. My understanding is once you do one of those, you cannot tell the difference because they need a sample that's an hour or two hours long. For these short cloning events, you only need a couple of minutes and you have the clone almost immediately. George and I took that program. We, uh, and George did oh. the majority of the work, I gotta be honest with you, he's become highly skilled about it. But we always kind of create a plan and we go forward. Uh, at the end of the day, Roger's already gotten some responses on this. George, do you think this is a libel and slander case pending? Do you think the potential for media, Ike, and Diana Falzone to end up in court over this scenario? What's your thoughts? I would say unequivocally 100% yes. Bring on the defamation of character lawsuit. I know well, you were like, stopped. You were because tell- this is yeah. a frightening proposition, isn't it? It is, and you were, and you were explaining to me the other day how what the cost of to try and go after and sue somebody it does cost a lot of money, so it does take money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is frightening because this like you can just take someone's voice and within a couple of minutes clone it, and it does a really good job. But you can also take it and let it really learn. It might take a day or two, but you, you get like it's. You won't, you won't know. Unless well, you that it- pro version I showed you, they say they take three to four weeks to create it, but you have to give them like two, three hours. And then supposedly three, they're going to oh, verify, yeah. hold on, they're going to verify that it's really George Ballantine trying to clone his voice. Because those those cloned versions 
are supposedly so perfect that if you put them side by side, you cannot tell. Now, is that true? I have no idea. I've never done one. But let's throw up Media 3 so we can see. So this is, they found an audio clip they said they found that was supposed to be huge that, you know, Roger Stone was allegedly saying something about, uh, you know, going after some politicians, which obviously is deep. Now, you can see, here's the first deep fake tool that, that some people put it through uh, called AI Detectors. And, of course, it was proved that it's 92.93 a fake. Mm. So that's about 93% that it's a fake. And then George and I put it through a company, and I think this one was called what, George? Deep Fake Detector? Yes. And we've got a snapshot of that. George, what was the percentage when we ran it through? What did it say? 95 point, I don't know, 56 or something percent. It's 95% fake. Almost 96, so... Two different deep faking tools. We even contacted a couple of other companies because we wanted to make sure we put a nail in the coffin on this one. But here's two tools. Again, I didn't write these tools. I'm not a programmer. They're the ones that are available for anybody to test. You guys can test it. You can test different segments. They only need 20, 30 seconds, so you can take different segments throughout the whole audio clip and try it. It might give you different numbers. We have no idea. We haven't done that. But here's what I will tell you. Looks to me that... Anything in the 90%, to me, anything in the 30 40 50% would be a high enough number to determine that it's a fake. Why didn't Mediaite and Falzone do the same thing? Why didn't they test it before they wrote an article and then have that article go everywhere all over the Internet? I think we're looking at slander and libel because they've done it verbally and they've done it in writing. I think this is a major screw-up, and we're going to see more of this in AI, George. I'm worried about the future of what AI is going to do to politics, to media, because how many people are going to be deep-faked and they're going to act like they're saying somebody, and these are going to ruin relationships. I mean, the impact of a social, a public figure like Roger Stone to go out and say these kind of things about him, it's, that's got to be millions and millions of dollars in value because he's constantly being, uh, you know, uh, offered uh, positions or contracts for public speaking, for events, for product endorsements, you name it. Go ahead, George. Yeah, I mean, so as long as we're, there's guys like Lance and myself and happens to one of our friends, we're going we're gonna to fight for you. And yeah. just like the last time with the, that's, that video, I mean, it, when I went through that with a fine-tooth comb and just 100%, undoubtable it's fake same thing with this so yeah you know he's involved with trump he's rolling with trump trump always speaks highly of him so you you know that's the reason they're attacking him and media light whatever i call media light by the way because they're light with the media so <laughs> terror i wouldn't be surprised if i'm gonna say if because so that they one of them created it if i don't know we i can't say that but you know well, there's a rumor, George, I'm not going to go into who the name is, but it supposedly it was somebody outside of them that they might have, in fact, purchased that audio file from this individual. Hmm. It's an individual who's on X, and I'm going to say it's a male. He's fairly caustic, but I'm not going to divulge his name at this point because, again, we're not like the other side. We're not trying to slander and libel people without proof, but if it comes out that it's proven that this individual did it, I can promise you we'll out it on the show. In the meantime, I'm going to wish Roger Stone good luck with this, but I don't think he needs any luck because I think these guys seriously screwed up. So, George, I know we got to take a break. Yep, we got Steve listen, waiting. Steve Stern in the green room. Do not go anywhere, Big Mick Mafia, Big Mick subscribers. We will be right back with the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Stern, American Patriot. See you guys in a few minutes. Don't go nowhere. 
sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98, or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome to the next generation of warfare, psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now.
Welcome back to the Big Mig Show. Uh, we're excited for our next guest. As you probably know, you probably already know him. I'd be surprised if you don't. Steve Stern. Uh, he's a host of his own show. It's the Steve. It's the Stern American Show on Rumble. You guys have probably watched it. Uh, he's a veteran. He's on a small business for over seventy years, which is really mind blowing when you think about the length of time that that is. Uh, he's he's the CEO of Flagshirt which is the largest provider of patriotic gear anywhere in the nation. I, it doesn't surprise me. You're going to see his backdrop. I think he's displaying uh, you know, half of the warehouse right now. <laughs> but, I, but I love the imagery. You know, He's also the vice chair of the Broward Republican Executive Committee. Last time I ran into Steve, I was over on Ann Vandersteel's show for an interview. You know how much I love Ann. Uh, she's incredible. And obviously, she and Steve are close. George, there's no reason to keep going on. He's an advocate. Well, and I got to tell you, we are excited to talk because today we're going to talk about precinct strategy. We're going to talk about the machines and we're going to talk about what needs to happen to save this country. Well, two things before we bring him on, Lance. I mean, for one, I think he's got more shirts than me, which is kind of wrong in a, in a sense. And That's why, frightening. That's and a frightening statistic, I, Steve. And the second thing <laughs> is I don't have any Steve Stern shirts. He's never sent me any, you know, boo-hoo-hoo. But third is, so this man is definitely connected. He's in with Trump and the, and the in circle. But a lot of people don't know this about him. He rarely comes on after 5 o'clock. You never see him come on. And this is a treat for everybody because I had the privilege. I had to talk to Mrs. Stern. And <laughs> me and Mrs. Stern, I said, Mrs. Stern, I need him for this time. This is to save the country for voting. She allowed it this one time, everybody. So don't nobody go out and ask him if he could do a show later. She's like, I'm going to do this one time. Tell everybody not to ask. So, Mrs. Stern, you're a beautiful person, beautiful woman. We thank you for allowing Steve to come on after 7 o'clock. Here he is. Look no further. Well, let's tell people, you know, how we stay young. We stay young by listening to your wife and have listened to, you know, get her cooking. So... I don't do it pretty much after five o'clock because you have to have a routine. I get up at five o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. I answer all the emails and texts because when I'm on TV, I put my name and number up and let's, let's talk about how we got started in all this. Let's segmentate the business and let's segmentate the politics. For the business I started with when I was 12 years old, with my dad, and you know how God comes down and taps you on the head. So when I was about 18 years old, I was in Dallas. And I was looking up at this booth. This was a big apparel show in Dallas. They have them in Dallas, Charlotte, Atlanta, Vegas, many places. But I went out there to see, you know, what was going on because I wanted to learn. So I'm standing out there watching this guy's booth. And he comes out to me. I'm 18 years old. He's 80 years old. And now I'm 80 years old. So I teach the young people about politics. So I look at these shirts that are sitting up there. And there's five shirts up there. And he comes up to me and says, son. What are you looking at? I said, I'm looking at those shirts up there. He said, well, you're a pretty smart guy because I own half of Laguna Beach. And he says, I want to retire. And it must be God's work because you look like an interesting guy. Let me tell you what to do. He says, why don't you go buy these five shirts and Penny, J.C. Penny, put your label in them and put them at one of your shows. Where do you live? I said, I lived in Miami at that time. He said, well, do you have a show in Miami? I said, yes. So I put them up there and two guys from... J.C. Penny come in from Pompano, and they said, this is just what we're looking for. And these were what we call banded bottom shirts. So from there on, I started doing this. And from there, I started 14 million a year business with J.C. Penny and developed a shirt with a band on the bottom. It's called bandedbottom.com. We're the largest in the world. And about right before 9-11, you see the shirts behind me. There was a guy going out of business in Ohio. 
and it was Gilman Knitwear who started in 1934. He was doing one shirt, which is right behind me, called Benji. And from there, we took that with my son and myself, and we built it into a, uh, a patriotic empire. So what was happening was we would, I was, when people were buying the shirts, I would call them and thank them for buying the shirts. And they would say, hey, nobody ever calls us and thanks us for the shirts. I said, well, that's why I'm still in business. And, and we started talking, and we learned that most of the people that were buying our shirts were Republicans. And I was with the Republican Party at that time in Broward County. And, you know, we started building this up until it became pretty big. So about four years ago, um, I saw Dan Schultz on Steve Bannon. And he had a thing called precinctstrategy.com. This is it, precinctstrategy.com. I listened to him, and I gave him a call. And you can buy his book at Amazon. And precinctstrategy.com was the Republican Party. So I told him we had some great success here in Broward County. I was at that time the membership director, and I had built it up from 120 people to 500. So Steve Bannon got me on. And, you know, it's a funny story. You know, you get on TV the first time. I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I start walking around. What the heck am I going to say? So I started making notes all over the place, and I figured I'd stay up for about 15, 20 minutes, make the notes, go back to sleep. Well, I never went back to sleep, and I had a couple of pages of notes, and I put them all over the place. And so he said, well, you're going to be on about, you know, his producer said, you're going to be on about 1015. So I got on 1015. I'm on the background. 1030 comes on. They text me. Well, we moved you to 11 o'clock. I said, okay. So I'm waiting. 11 o'clock comes on. They text me. You're going to be on 1115. 1115 comes on. They text me. You're going to be on 1130. Well, this went on until about 1145. So I figured, well, I wouldn't be on. So 11, about 1147, they put me on. And, you know, you wait an hour and a half to go on a program. You're sweating and you're, you know, you're all, uh, you forgot what you're going to say. Well, anyway, I did a great job. Bannon's people called me and said, we'd like to have you on. So there it started. And I started getting on in a lot of shows. And what I do is we want to get people involved. Um, When we started, uh, there was about 190,000 people involved. Precinct strategy is the Republican Party and how to get involved in the Republican Party. Um, Each county in the United States has an executive county or a town committee. There is 200,000 people involved. We thought it was 190,000. It goes up, it goes down, but there's 400,000 slots. So you say to yourself, wait a minute, there's 60 million Republican voters. What the heck's going on? So for about three years now, we've been on TV and we put up our little sign here saying, you know, our phone number. If anybody wants to get involved, go to stern1054gmail.com. Go to the info at theflagshirt.com or call me at 954-318-6902. So what happens when you get involved in the Republican Party or a, a club that the Republican Party has? So you attend meetings, and the main job of, of the Republican Party is to get people elected. So you sign up voters, you canvass your neighborhoods, you poll watch, or you can poll work, you can make phone calls. A lot of people ask me, Well, how do you get involved? Well, the first thing I would do is buy the book, understand what you're getting involved in, go to www.precinctstrategy.com. Dan Schultz has everything on there that you want to know about your state. It tells you how, you know, some states have town committees. We'll explain what we have in Florida. Florida has executive committees. In the executive committee, you can get, come to two meetings, um, you fill in an application, uh, you get vetted, and you get voted in or voted out, whichever they'd like to do. Most people get voted in because the people that come in are Republicans. you got to be a Republican for a year to be coming in. They change that because people are coming in two months after they change 
from a Democrat, so you don't really know if they were Republican or not, they just wanted to infiltrate you. So anyway, in other areas, we have town committees. You have to get elected. So every two years, you get elected to, to, to join in. So in the back, uh, you see a little picture of um, President Trump and I. President Trump endorsed PrecinctStrategy.com and had that happen. Liz Harrington, we got a hold of her. Steve Bannon got a hold of her for me, gave me her number. We called her. Uh, she talked to President Trump, took about six months, but we finally got him to endorse it. And as you see the picture behind me, I was up with President Trump here about a year ago. I've been up there a few times, but this is Mar-a-Lago. Um, he had me up there prior to an event. I had been canceled once, and we were having an event that night to give uh, President Trump an award uh, for everything he did for Israel. And I saw him about an hour before the event. And he was nice enough to endorse two candidates of mine, which I said was unbelievable because this was like three or four days before the election. And uh, that was very nice of him. But uh, we asked him if he could talk about getting people involved in his rallies. Because when I come on your show or Steve's show or anybody's show, I'm going to get maybe 50, 60, 10, whatever people involved. They're going to call me. But if President Trump goes to a rally and he has 40, 50,000 people out there, he's going to get maybe 5,000 people involved because, you know, 50,000 people come to a rally. How many of those people actually work? This is our biggest problem we have in the United States. So we're going to talk about why it's important that the people do get involved, because if you got 200,000 people and divided in all these states, you don't have a hell of a lot of people working because the averages is about 15% of those 200,000 people actually do the work. Now, I've been doing this for a long time, and President Trump even though at a couple of the rallies he asked people to get involved, he hasn't done it a lot. So we had to take matters in our own hands. So what we're doing now is um, Clay Clark got involved with us. General Flynn and I had talked, and he got me to talk at uh, one of the Clay Clark events in Miami, and he gave us a booth. So uh, what we did was we signed up 400 people at the booth. And how did I end up doing this? There's a little card where the people signed up. How did we start doing this? I was in Las Vegas at the Clay Clark event. And a gentleman, Paul Bodine, had a booth out there. And I was standing there talking to people as they were coming up. And I said, well, how come you're not involved? He said, well, we didn't know there was any executive accounting committees involved in Las Vegas. We knew that there was a Republican Party, but we'd like to get involved. So I talked to Paul, and we got pretty close. And he told me what to do, get the, you know, the, the, um, the booths uh, taken care of, what to show, how to talk. So we got a lot of people involved here. So then... Um, they asked me to come out to California, but we had a whole crew in California. So when he, when uh, Clay had his uh, event here a couple of months ago in California, we had a booth there and we signed up 100 people out in California. But what happened in California and what, what's happened around is that Steve Bannon about a year and a half ago asked me to get, uh, for his program, success stories. So I asked Dan Schultz for a list of all the people in each states, and I started calling all the people in states. took a lot of time. But I got a hold of a lady named Tina Celine who actually saw me um, on Bannon about six months ago. She's in California. So she asked me to get California Red. Well, you know, getting California Red is not the easiest project in the world. I said, well, what's wrong out in California? She said, well, look, we have um, committees here, uh, central committees, where they only allow a certain amount of people to belong. So we have to have outside organizations. And so she asked me to get involved. So I started learning what's going on. So for the last six months, uh, we got 185 people together who have 10,000 people together. And I started interviewing candidates to find out, are the candidates prepared to run for this office that they're running for? So in California, we have four congressmen. 
uh, that are Republicans and 18 Democrats. So we're running candidates against all these candidates now, and, and a lot of veterans are stepping up. You know, who should be a candidate today but a veteran? And I've asked General Flynn to give me generals and colonels, and he has. And we've asked them to run. In some cases, they have. So in California, we have a lot of veterans running. And I've interviewed a lot of them, and they're great candidates. Uh, we got a guy in West Virginia who's a veteran is running. we got a guy actually in my hometown who's a general who's running against Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And that's some of the people that should be running because they have experience, and, you know, people will listen to them. So when I get in a lot of programs, you know, we don't get a lot of our people on. So I want to talk about a couple of great success stories that we have. In Texas, we got a guy named uh, Robert West. He started the five-star plan. And why I like him, he drove eight hours to speak to 15 people. Now think about this. He wrote, drove eight hours, over expense, to talk to 15 people to get involved in the Republican Party. Well, since then, he's got 1,000 people involved. So you could see he's done a terrific job. He's got his own website, his own books, and he's really working hard. In uh, other cities... Uh, in other states, we got a Liz Nader who in New Jersey. Now, there's a blue state. We've had her on a lot of programs. She uh, got involved with a radio guy. They started a club about a year and a half ago with 15 people, and they've got 145,000 people involved called Common Sense Club. So Steve, why is that important? Steve, you, said, yeah. you said Liz Nader from New Jersey? Uh, Elizabeth Nader, right. Where's she from? She's in New Jersey. Like where? Do you I, know? Don't know, I don't know the exact city, but she has a um, program uh, uh, a seat at the table every year when they get 30, 40 speakers. She invited me up there. Uh, that was about a year and a half ago. And I called a lot of people prior to that. And actually, when I got up, I had a standing ovation. She had committees, three people on a committee, uh, about 50 speakers all day long. Um, and, you know, these are some of the things that help. And, you know, we have people all over the country. So I'm going to give you a story in um, Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, for years, I was trying to get conservative people involved. We had a lot of rhinos as the chairs of the town committee. We got a guy who um, lost the election, and um, he decided to um, get involved. And his name is Alan Myers. And uh, he got all the Republicans who lost the election together. He took all the town committees that were rhinos and moved them to MAGA. Um, and now he became the chair of chairs, which means he's the head of all the chairs, and he's running for office. So each um, state has leaders that we have. So if anybody wants to get involved, I immediately turn them over to them. We got a young man, which you probably should want to have on the show because he's 20 years old. I'm 82. So we got to get the young people involved. I work with uh, Tyler Boyer and um, uh, uh, some of the Turning Point people, Charlie Kirk, in getting people involved. Actually, Charlie invited me, but I can't go. He has a big event in uh, Nevada, which is which he's going to have uh, Mike Lindell there. And what they're going to do, they took the 100 of the top precincts, such as Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, all the ones that are going to be a problem in um, in the election. And we'll talk a little bit about the election also. But um, uh, he's bringing them all in, and they're going to have a seminar on how to turn some of these people. Uh, we also find that in the election here now coming up, that a lot of the blacks, a lot of the Hispanics are starting to understand what's happening to this country because I work with Tom Holman, who was on the board of Tom Trento. We had a big event at Mar-a-Lago, raised about 400000 for them to show people what's going on because evidently the congressmen don't know what's happening. Even though they went down to the border, they still don't know what's happening because if we got 12 million people coming in already and another 8 million on the way, um, certainly 
we've got to do something about that. So we've got to wake up people. And, and, you know, we talk to people about this and they're starting to wake up because programs like yours and programs like Steve's and programs like John Fredericks and everybody who has their program, they're starting to get to the people. And, you know, there's more and more people having podcasts and getting it out. And the more people we can get it out to, the better it's going to be. So that's very important. So let's go back um, to Connecticut. Uh, Dominic Lombardi, 20 years old. He's running for chair. He'll be the youngest chair ever in Rhode Island. And we've we've talked to him a lot. He, he went down to Mar-a-Lago, met President Trump, came back, uh, started raising money for President Trump. And we need these young people to get involved. So Turning Point uh, started this thing called um, getting, you know, getting young people involved. They have a lot of um, field reps who I work with. Uh, Charlie kind of works by himself and, you know, not interested in the precinct strategy, even though he's doing that, he wants to do it himself along with Scott Pressler. So that's great. We got more people working. So we need them as many as we can. Sometimes have you, let me ask you this, Steve, have you connected with Scott Pressler? Have you had any connection with him? Have you guys I did. discussed I've, his I've, I've, strategy? Yeah, I, I've connected with him, but he likes to do everything himself. And that's a, a problem because we need to get people together. I'm not an expert in anything, but we have two Zooms, uh, one for precinct strategy, one for election integrity. So let's talk about the election integrity uh, process of this because you asked me about the um, machines. You know, I work with Mike Liddell very closely. Um, there are people and there are, you know, maybe about 35 counties in the United States that are going to hand ballots. And we're trying to get as many as we can doing that. And I want to bring up a girl, very important, because every week to two weeks, <clears throat> we have an election security um, uh, Zoom meeting. And we have anywhere from 300 to 800 people on it. So let's just give an example right before Christmas. Um, we had General Flynn on there. We had Mike Lindell on there, who uh, talked about the new plan to secure the election. I had Liz Harrington on there talking about what President Trump would like to have. We had Wayne Root on there. We had Colonel John Mills. We had Cody Williams. I want to tell you what Cody Williams is about. He brought up that uh, President Trump hired 100 influencers to do TikTok. Now, you, nobody even thought about that. Ages 10 to 16, influencing them how to become socialistic and probably communistic, too. And so they're working on all the kids that are that young. So we've got to, you know, work on that. Then we had Tony Shoup, uh audit the vote. And then we have Audrey Campbell. So I want to tell you a little about Audrey Campbell and what, what I've done. Actually, uh, I, I got interviewed by Moms for America, and they have 500,000 people. So we have to get people like that to start the precinct strategy. So if you see on there, they're working on precinct strategy with me. And I was actually supposed to interview their chairman today, she got sick, so we're going to do it next week. And we're going to let everybody know what they can do to become a member of Moms for America. Because let's face it, who are the most important people in the United States? The Moms for America. They're the ones that are turning the school boards. Because we can't start anything unless we get these kids from kindergarten and on. Because they're teaching these kindergarten kids that get into the next level, that get into the next level. And colleges, as you saw what just happened all over the United States, how we have all these Arabs uh, and, and foreign people in our colleges taking over spots from our, our own people. And why is that happening? Because they're pumping money into Harvard, pumping money into Penn from all these countries out of the country and they're getting their students in and it's all about the money. So Moms for America are helping me, Mike Lindell are helping me and we have anybody who wants to get on these Zooms uh, to know what's happening. Uh, we've had uh, many, many people on it, but I want to bring up a girl named Linda Sinkowitz. Linda has uh, fightvoterfraud.org. And what she's doing, and, uh, you know, I've 
in the last year and a half, I've had maybe a hundred of these things where we've had the top people, Joe Von Pulitzer, uh, Cleta Mitchell, anybody who's involved in election integrity, we, we try to find and get them on. And Linda is the only one that I felt so far that's doing anything. What she's doing, she's getting people off the voter rolls permanently. There's nine states that never taken anybody off the voter roll. If you don't get them off the voter rolls, you go to California, everybody gets a ballot, you know, that even if they don't want one, they get one. So somebody comes in and picks up that ballot and all of a sudden, you know, somebody signs it, nobody checks. Let me ask you a question, Steve, because yes. this is obviously one of the uh, things we've covered on this show a lot. We know that the border is a major issue. We've seen an incredible amount of infiltration. They're giving us uh, what I would call below market numbers about the illegal immigrants that they've actually logged in. They're taking their names. We know the names aren't really true because they're throwing away their IDs, they're throwing away their passports, they're throwing away anything that would uh, really identify them. We know from people like Ben Berkwam, Michael Yan, and others, 91 different countries of people have come in through the border so far. So it's not just Latin America or Mexico or, you know, South America. What I'm concerned with is that that that, that doesn't include the gotaways. With the gotaway numbers, we might be looking in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 million illegal immigrants, and I believe they're going to attempt to use those on these voter rolls. Is there any kind of a plan at the grassroots level to try <clears throat> to not only stop that, but also, uh, you know, uh, file actions? Because let's face it, it's illegal because illegal immigrants aren't supposed to. We already know California's allowed illegal immigrants, allegedly, since 96. The most recent ballot information coming out of Arizona shows that they're allowing them uh, on the – they're talking about letting them vote in the federal election, not their state election. Of course, they don't care about the federal election because they love <laughs> corrupting it. Thoughts on that? What do you think that's going to so go John, along with I don't what know if you know on? Jonathan Alexander. He's down in, uh, on the border and on um, – let's see when he's got – he texted me here. Sometime in February, they're going to have um, uh, a uh, caravan down to the border. Uh, big time. They've already got uh, all the veterans coming, the truckers, mm -hmm. and we'll give it to you so you can get it on your show another we time. It. You got it. Okay. Oh, great. is that that trucker caravan we had on the other yeah, day, George? Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's okay, gotcha. You. I didn't hold know on, the veterans were involved. Got it. The same I'm thing. Um, right here. Next, next. Got it. So you see how that how important that is. I think it's been changed to February. Yeah, February third. No, maybe. It, well, that kind no. of. If on you, the ground, hold on, that Lance. kind of ground on the ground operation makes a big difference. You can see what they're doing in uh, Germany right now. The farmers have now been joined by the truckers. They've also been joined by veterans, and they're and they're turning the whole city upside down. Meaning, I mean, they're using manure sprayers. They're blocking off roads. They're hitting government buildings. They're hitting the, uh, you know, members of of their government agencies, and they're actually doing all kinds of things like spraying their houses with you know cow dung. Obviously, that kind of stuff. We know that's what happened here, right? J6 happened, and our government decided to make it a weaponized event to put fear in people, right? We know that Nancy Pelosi was an insider. We know that it was a Fed surrection because we know that there were many agents involved. But you can see even now, now they've made a decision, the DOJ's made a decision to go after people that didn't even enter the Capitol. They never went into the building under all allegations that it was a full insurrection when all of us on this show at least know it wasn't. My concern is... It's that we need more of that. I mean, let's face it, the truckers are incredibly powerful across the nation. If they just decided to turn off their trucks and park them on every highway, you know, there wouldn't be a government that wouldn't, couldn't be potentially brought to their knees. And that would include the farmers. 
I'd love to see that kind of activity because the people are afraid now. You have to agree, Steve, that what they did with J6, it, it, it was a fear mongering, right? It was a, it was a plan to stop people from lawfully and peacefully protesting. I mean, the fact that they used less lethal munitions when they weren't even uh, in that situation yet, and they agitated the crowd intentionally. You know, we saw all kinds of military ops. They were using pop smoke in the crowd to communicate. We look at Ray Epps. Ray Epps, one of the tr one of the few people that called for violence on camera. He gets a misdemeanor, uh, you know, a twelve month probation sweetheart deal or six months. I can't remember. Whatever he got was one it was year. just disgusting. Yeah, it's one a one-year probation, so he gets less than a year because if it was a year and a day, they would have to give him a felony. So they give him the year. He's not even going to see a day of jail time. And we know that he was agitating people and saying, we're going into Capitol. We're gonna... And at the end of the day, it, the, the DOJ is completely corrupted. And my concern, you listen, and I'm, I'm and in no way am I not telling people that they should all get out to vote because they all should get out in swarms to vote. But how do we get rid of the freaking machines? Well, hold on, Lance. Before you guys... Dude, I want to make a correction so we nobody gets confused. The this um southern border convoy it actually begins on January 29th. And it I think it goes to February 3rd where it says there, but it does start on January 29th. So Ooh. nobody gets confused. There's a flyer up there. So I think that's some that's a start. So next um Friday I'm gonna be on Wayne Reed show and I'm mm -hmm. talking to Steve Bannon if we can do it all together. What we want to plan to do, we want five million people to call a congressman. Because the congressmen evidently don't know the border's open because nobody's talking about it. So unless the congressmen do something about it, nothing's going to happen because people will listen when they start talking about it. And, you know, if people don't do this, then we know they don't care. Now, think about this. We had 100,000 people die of uh, fentanyl. There's enough fentanyl in this country to kill everybody. Now, nobody's talking about it. I talked to a lot of people in California whose people died, parents died from fentanyl. I said, why don't you get up and talk about this? I mean, I don't understand this. Nobody talks about this. The border, Steve, and you're right. Kamala Harris, our border czar has done nothing. In my opinion, both uh, the Trump, the uh, Biden administration and Kamala Harris have violated their oath to protect our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. The border would be enough to impeach them. But the ineffectiveness of our GOP and RNC, that's part of the problem, right? We've got the Democrats who are on the offense constantly, right? They've weaponized our voting system. They're constantly in attack. They're paying literally hundreds of shills and they're, and they're doing planned narratives, either using Signal or Telegram to communicate with these networks, whether you're on X or whether you're on any of the other platforms, including TikTok, Facebook, and they're giving them controlled narratives and themes so they're able to perpetuate their message really well. And you're right. But at the end of the day, when I look at the GLP, I see a bunch of people that like to take their check and stomp their feet and talk a lot. And they don't want to do anything. My claim about the uh, our executive branch currently is I'd be surprised if we had 10 or 20 honest men and women that are there. If we put them through forensic audits, drug testing, and all sorts of other things, we, we you and I would both be like, look, we, we knew it. This is what it is. I don't know how to make them do their jobs because here's the biggest issue. them. Wait a minute. No, nope. you're, you're right. Because, but here is the really also with the voting amount accountability. There's no consequences. If Steve, if you have somebody working in your warehouse and you start seeing some inventory missing and there's a couple of new guys, 
you're, you're a smart guy after 70 years. You're going to start checking your staff out. I'm not saying you have anything like that, but you're going to check your staff out. The problem is, is that we haven't enabled them by allowing that there are no consequences for any of their actions. doesn't matter whether it's Hillary Clinton's emails, the Seth Rich laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop. It doesn't matter what they've done to weaponize a system. We have attorney generals meeting with Letitia James and Fannie Willis meeting with Biden to orchestrate this attack on Donald Trump. You know, there has to be consequences. Let's face it, if you and I did it, we, we would be stuffed in jail so fast. We, would, we wouldn't even get a chance to call our lawyer. They would have already indicted us and we'd be in the back of the van right now. And that's the problem. Without that severe hand of justice, and that's why I'm a Trump guy, 100% all the way, I'm with you all the way. But I, I'm concerned that, that, that these agencies and the way they are right now, I mean, is, it, will this, do you really believe that we can solve the problem like this? Well, only by voting, you know, there's a lot of guys that are not re-upping because they've already been attacked. And the thing is, the people that I see are running all across the United States are MAGA people. The new people running are definitely MAGA people. They are all behind Trump. And if we can get those people in, you're going to see a little bit change because now you're going to have voices up there. And you've seen a few voices up there now. You know who they are. Uh, Matt Gates and his crew, you know, whether you like yeah. them or not. At least they, you know, they believe in I, what I, I like the majority of what Matt does. But, you know, my concern is, you know, we've got multiple heads of snakes, right, that are being funded by dark money, foreign money, you know, these book deals. They're doing the redistricting game constantly. You look at the way that's operating, right? Because you got people like George Soros, Alexander Soros, Klaus Schwab. You got these individuals that are putting money into schemes. They're, they're organizing these narratives <laughs> over at Davos or whether it's Com 300 or Trilateral Commission. It really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, that's part of the problem because, in my opinion, the biggest problem in the original Trump, uh, you know, presidency, there was obviously some people around him that I never liked. I was never a Pence fan. I was never a Bill Barr fan. Uh, you know, how those people were able to get in that close or who recommended him, I'm sure it was people close to Trump. I always liked Scavino. I think he's great. But the, the problem right now is we've got these guys. They get in there, right? we got people like Dianne Feinstein, 96. She's still in Congress, and she's not able to take her own personal finances. Oh, I meant I'm going to get to that. She's already 96. She can't take care of her own personal finances, and here she is still in Congress. She's already signed over. She amasses a wealth of $96 million, and she's flying around in a $63 million jet when she only made $6 million her entire time as a candidate, because we know what the pay was very low. You know, this continued nonstop. They're in Congress forever. It's just like the judges. No accountability with the DOJ. They go in there and sovereign immunity. Do you believe that Trump and do you believe the candidates you're backing, are they ready to make the tough decisions? Are they ready to get rid of sovereign immunity? Are they ready to go after the DOJ? Are they ready to disband the FBI? Because like, I can tell you this, George and I are involved in a lot of groups. There's one group we're involved in, it's 250 million uh, uh, followers over on Instagram. We're in a lot of different groups behind the scenes, different crews, fungi crew and other groups on Telegram and otherwise. Great teams of people that really are patriotic Americans, a lot of them veterans, and they want to fix the country. My concern is that, and again, Steve, man, I know, I know about you because I've been told about you many times, and I know you are a real American patriot and, and really a hero because I know how you fight and you put your money where your mouth is, which is a lot more than I can say for a lot of people around the country, and I mean that heartfelt. I'm not kissing your ass because we don't do that on this show. <laughs> 
My concern, and well, I just like to say, call a spade a spade. That's the guy I am. At yep. the end of the day, you know, I've had my own running with the government. They don't like me. They're never going to like me. It, it, you know, I was a government contractor, and I won't go into the details of it. And uh, I, I saw them for who they really were. And I was an independent contractor. I was never in the military, but I worked with, you know, uh, Blackwater and Halliburton and Wackenhut and G4S and Sabre and lots of different countries, uh, this government and other governments. I got to see their corruption firsthand. My concern is... There has to, these people have to be brought to task. Do you believe the people you have, and this is really where my question is going, do you believe these people you're backing and the way you're supporting them? And Trump, is he ready to drop the hammer? Because it's hammer time. We can't play oh, nice yeah. anymore with these people. He has said that. He said he's going to okay. get rid of a lot of people. The problem is we have a lot of people that he gets involved that turn against them. You know, this is the problem. If they don't get their Spot way. Spot on. Thank you. No, Spot look, on. I've been up with him. You know, God bless you for that comment. I can tell you I know a lot of his inner circle, and I know a lot of people working for him. You know, when I get up and speak to him, I'm not afraid of him. What is he going to do? But if you're working for him, he's got to be the guy that's always right. Now, I love him, and you love him, but, yeah. you know, um, and he does what's right for this country. But you're asking a good question. Now, you just told but me— But he you needs were, no shit guys on, like you around this him. Very, this is very important. You told me you had a lot of people on all your groups. Those yeah. people aren't getting involved because I know how many people are involved. And I can tell you, yeah. when I go on the show, we're going to see, you put my name out, again, my phone number, every, let's see how many people actually call. You send this out yeah. on all your thing, tell them to get involved, Stern 1054 gmail or Stern 1054 at AOL, 954-318-6902. I'll get them involved. If you get me 1,000 people, I'll call them. You ask Steve Bannon. He knows because they call him, text him, and tell him, hey, Steve. So, George, let's take some short-form content, and let's really we give will. a push for Steve but, here. So, but here's what I think Lance, needs I'll, to— I yeah. add, So, I wanted to add something. But, so okay. Yeah, I want to give—I want to say something fine. with the message. Yeah. All right. So, like, I know I, I think I brought this up to you. We have a great candidate. He's America First. Jameson Ellis out of Texas. He's actually primarying Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> he does need the help. We, you know, we're coming to the finish line. He could use all the yeah, help he can get. And Brandon Gill. And Brandon Gill's coming up now, too. But um, And Dave Williams in Colorado. We're supporting him also. So we interview them all. And see, here's something different that I do that I learned. We interview every candidate. I can tell right away. And you can, too, if you interview. So do we have the candidates call you directly, Steve? Yeah, 100% or Jenny. Yeah, I'm going to have all these candidates call you. George and I will take care of right. that. Yeah, these guys Jennifer, are all real guys. Probably Jennifer because she schedules. And okay, make sure we get that number before you leave. I have Jennifer's right. number. but <clears throat> Okay. We, finish, inter we no. interview for only 10 minutes because in 10 minutes you can get a lot of information. And I've got a lot of good candidates around the country in Texas, in Ohio, and even West Virginia. You know what I'm saying? They're coming out of the woodwork. And you know who the good candidates are and who the bad candidates are. Yeah. And eventually they're going to come to the surface because a candidate can only do as good as that, what he believes in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, what I we're agree. lining up, here's what we're doing. We're lining up funds for them. We're telling who to call. Uh, we're lining up... Uh, uh, different areas where they can train them because everybody thinks they're a great candidate, but they need they need help. You know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to do because I work with a candidate here running in Florida. She was getting money in. They were taking 80, 90 percent of the money. So she got a million dollars. She got very little. And you know what it takes to run a candidate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, with, it has gotten prohibitively expensive. Exactly. And, you know, you don't even know why people want to run. Because yeah. you know what they do to them. They slander them and everything else. So we've got to really protect the well, candidates that are running. Steve, and, just so yeah. you know, one, a friend of ours, and I'm sure you have to know this name, Dave Williams from Colorado, who just backed Trump when they tried 
Take him off the ballot. He's been fighting nonstop, day and night. He's a warrior. I've known Dave for probably uh, six years now, and the guy is talks to talk, walks to walk. He really needs the support. And he, uh, let me tell you, they're fighting with him now here in Colorado. They want to pull him off as the head of the GOP here. He's not going to do it because they're only doing it because they want to screw Trump. They want to yeah. get him out of here because he's the one that keeps getting the documents filed, even when Trump's own attorneys are not going fast enough with the Supreme Court. Dave has been on the spearhead of it. He's a, he is a genuine, great guy. He's a America first MAGA. Trump needs him, in, but the problem is he doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough money for his campaign yet. He needs more capital and he needs more support. Same thing. So with, what we do is the first thing we do is get him so, on John Frederick's show. John Frederick's put a lot of candidates on. Uh, I just had uh, one of the candidates from um, um, Vermont, uh, Gerald Malloy. I don't know if you know him. He ran for Congress. And now he's <laughs> running against. Um, he's running for Senate. Uh, he flew down here. I brought him over and he met uh, General Flynn. Uh, General Flynn talked to him. So he's a good candidate. Uh, we sent him up to Mar-a-Lago. He met a lot of the people up there. And that's what we try to do. I mean, there's a, you've got to get to Mar-a-Lago. A candidate must get to Mar-a-Lago at one of the events and start to meet people. That's how you do it. And you gotta, you got to speak well, to Well, Trump knows Paul. who he is because of Roger Stone, I believe. But Trump actually called Dave and thanked him for the work he was doing here. But it's not enough at no. the end of the day. And we know that a Trump endorsement, you know, one of my, and, and this, is not, uh, this is not a critique of Donald Trump, one of my concerns always is that normally his endorsements, the cost of his endorsement, and at the end of the day, at this point, and this is my opinion, the only way to protect himself is to surround himself with, like you're doing, MAGA, America first, patriotic individuals that are willing to put their asses on the line and aren't trying to become a lifetime term congressional member that are willing to throw it out, even if it's a one-term candidacy, to fix this country. My problem is, is that Trump is still charging too much for his endorsement. He needs to get behind these candidates that don't necessarily have a budget yet. And if, if he knows that Dave Williams is a good guy or if he knows that Jamison Ellis is a good guy, if he can figure that out through people like you or otherwise, which obviously you're a guy that can be trusted, you're well known, you, you know, everybody that talks about you talks about you in a positive light because I've heard your name come up many times. So My point is, this, it's time to stop important. worrying about the endorsement fee, and it's time to start endorsing the con candidates that will back him to the death. So more more, more importantly, Lance, hold on, more Let importantly, that will help get Trump's agenda through. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. I mean, I want... Yeah, go ahead. Let me put this up. This is DrainTheSwampUSA.com. You want to get your candidates endorsed by DrainTheSwampUSA.com because that's a super PAC that is only working with MAGA people, we the people, I'm on their board helping them. The next thing, we'll get them on yournews.com. Upside they down. Can, uh, upside down. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> so <laughs> Got our Sam attention. Working. That was Sam intentional, Anthony. Steve. That was a marketing trick. No, go ahead. Sam Anthony <laughs> will work and help get all these candidates on there, as well as uh, other people, totalnews.com in San Diego. I know all these people. We know to give them to you, to other people. So I get all the podcast guys and w women. We give it to them. They get on everybody they can, and somebody's going to pick them up. So when I do a podcast with them, I immediately send it out to everybody and send it to them so they can use it as something free that they can get. That's, you know, that uh, they're, they're, you know, it, because somebody's going to charge them $10,000 to make a video of them. It's crazy what these people want. I do everything right. for the love of the country. So it's not very successful. And, and, and I know that about you. Lance, and you definitely are making a difference. I want to get George. back to the original, our original, what we came on for. So we're all talking about great candidates. 
who should be in there, how to fix the judges, the um, corruption within our um, judicial system. It all comes down to, you were saying, voting. But here's the thing. You can have the best candidate. How do you get him in when the voting is corrupt? That's well, a qu- and, we first, and we've seen it firsthand, not only with Trump, with Lake, and so many others. So this is the question at hand. How do we get this corrected? What's got to be done? I mean, you that, can get so the most here, votes, but what, it's getting the votes counted that's really the problem. My girl, Linda Sinkowitz, has come up with people who voted twice in New England and starting to expose them. So the first thing we got to do is we got to get all these people who vote twice in New England who come up from New York, who have a house in New York and have a house in Massachusetts or Rhode Island or Connecticut, not to vote twice. That's the first thing. Get the people off the voter rolls. I mean, if they don't have a ballot, they're not going to be able to vote. So that's the first thing. Get rid of the machines, like you say. Lindell's working around the clock on it. We got guys in California, Terry Raposa, and other people that are working yeah. getting the people off well, the voting machine. So you, let me just... Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, hold wait, on. Wait, I want to finish. interrupt real quick. I want to interrupt. Go ahead. So we can get rid of machines in a lot of counties, but as long as there's one machine, one machine somewhere, they still have access to make, to alter votes and stuff. Because that, you know, you still have one machine. Well, unless, here's, here's unless the, the everything me, is being George. hand counted. George, here's the issue for me, because let's face it, Steve, what you just stated was a crime. Voting twice is a crime. But again, the constitutional sheriffs, which we know in the states, they're elected officials. They're the highest law. They should be higher than federal agents, higher than the police force. Why aren't these constitutional sheriffs across country executing arrest warrants for these people? Because that's the problem, right? right? Because, Steve, it's like I talked about the warehouse guy. Even if you know he's stealing, he starts out with one shirt and you don't catch him. Then he steals two shirts then he steals 10 shirts. Before you know it, you're paying his rent. And that's the situation we have. And that was one of the things that was terrible about a week and a half ago is when Trump and who advised him to do this? I have no idea. One of the worst things he could have done when you and the reason I brought up the groups we know, it's not so much about that we we carry sway or influence within those groups because we're just another one of the people in the groups, you know, and they do look to us sometimes. But here's the point. All of them are done with the DOJ and the FBI. When Trump made that comment about, let's build them a brand new building, I don't know if that was some kind of veiled code. Some people want to allege it was. I don't believe it was. The FBI is unfixable. We talked to Steve Gray, Kyle Serafin, Steve Friend, uh, you know, Garrett O'Boyle, uh, Sonia Labosco. That place is corrupt beyond any corruption. They, they make the mafia look like a bunch of little bitches. They're terrible. And at the end of the day, when you start to talk about, oh, the FBI, that, 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 I'm not saying we don't need an FBI or an agency like that. We just don't need this FBI or this leadership. I'm not saying we don't need the D- Department of Justice. But when you have the Office of Inspector General, the Office of Prosecutorial Misconduct not doing their job, these people are hiding behind sovereign immunity. They're hiding behind. They're listening to the defendant's phone calls. They're doing this stuff to these J6 people that everything they're doing is criminal in its own right, suppressing evidence, exculpatory material, Brady material. At the end of the day, they're doing this over and over again, and nobody's dropping the hammer. If these constitutional sheriffs would just start kicking in some doors, just like the FBI did to J6, and start snatching people up, they can complain about it after the fact. But let's take some photos of them getting cuffed on the lawns. Let's take some photos of them getting drugged. Let's take some photos of them being separated from their families. The problem is the action, the the inaction of what's going on. It's got fear in people. American people are afraid. Well, let's get back to what you said. Getting people involved is the most important thing. Now, why did I talk to Moms for America? 
Moms America getting people on the school boards. First, you got to teach all these kids what the truth is, yeah. you know, about the, the Constitution and the country. I 100%. spoke to somebody today that had an 11-year-old kid. He got a project to do, and he said, I never knew that there was a Holocaust. And he's Jewish. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know. Crazy. We gotta, yeah, we got to yeah. teach these people what the story is. Now, you got yeah. people, let's get them involved, because it all starts at the precinct level. It starts from the bottom up. Yeah. So all these moms are getting involved because what happened, they were watching their kids when the pandemic hit on the computer. And I blame them, the Republican people, because yeah. they, they finally were watching the computer and they said, you're learning this? Now, you know that if you had a kid, you didn't care about what he's learning. You cared about his grades, right? Yeah. Most people came home, what did you make on your thing? They didn't ask, what are these books about or what's going on? Now that they saw this on the computer, they started getting into action. And that's why I'm going after Moms for America and why I'm working so closely well, with them. Because is, they got 500,000 women. And who's going to control this country? They might have finished. You know what I'm saying? It's the women that control this country. Steve, and that's yeah. what's going on. That's that. this is, I agree with This you. is why they gave kids good grades so parents, so they didn't get bad grades and parents actually go to the school to hide all this from them. So now, and that's why you I see... I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why you see where these kids, as older they're getting... The, the literacy rate in this country and how far behind they are in like mathematics and everything. It's because they're pushing their agendas while they're at school and parents not knowing this because they're just giving them good grades. But I mean, th this is exactly, you know, you look at what Mele's doing, doing down in South America, right? That's the problem. The Board of Education is when our education system started to tank, when the federal government started to take a hand in our education system. CDC, WHO, UN... All these organizations, in my opinion, we shouldn't be a part of them anymore. And at the end of the day, if people like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Soros or Schwab want to operate in a manner that's destructive to the United States, then why aren't they on the international terrorist watch list? They should be. Because at the end of the day, anybody that's an enemy of the United States should be treated as such. And the problem is those enemies are from within right now. They're sitting in Congress. They're sitting in all those government agencies. They're sitting in all those government buildings. And they are, they are operating in a manner that is beyond their charter. They're violating their own statutes. But we don't have one group taking them to task. And, you know, that's my thing. I just... I, I, I want to fix this. I mean, heartfelt, I want to fix this. You know, my problem is sometimes I'm drawn to the darkness. Uh, you know, I, I don't always, I start having dark thoughts about what's what needs to get done. And I know that's not the solution, but I'm concerned well, because uh, there's, a, and I'm not saying this is you, Steve, because I know you're an action guy. I've seen it. So many people are just talking about, you know, let's get the Republicans to do the job. I don't think anybody's going to do their job till a couple of them end up in shackles drug out of Congress and dumped on a, on a, in a sea container on their way to Gitmo. And I don't think unless they, they lose their assets for insider trading or they lose their money for taking foreign money deals, even this impeachment action against Biden, the GOP is sitting around stomping their feet. There's enough evidence against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden that if that was Donald Trump, he'd already been in, he would have already been impeached now they're on his way to a criminal trial, uh, you know, a military tribunal. Same thing with Kamala Harris. The border's enough to impeach her. How do we get effective action out of these people? We vote them in. Let's say that we're successful in voting them in. How do we get them to do their job if there aren't any consequences for not doing their jobs? Well, because we're getting the people in that understand what you and I am talking about today. Yeah. These are the people that are running that, that we got to get in. And, you know, if we don't get them in and if we don't get the people that you know involved, you know, every person that gets involved, and I could tell you by my, my emails because... Right now on the Republican Broward 
uh, every day we're getting people that want to get involved. And we didn't have that before. So what, why is that happening? Because when I talk to people in California, number one, gas prices, five seventy-five. Think about this. If you live in California, I'm going to tell you what's going on. Water prices, insurance, rent. So these people are losing their houses and they're moving to Texas and they're moving to Florida. But in Florida, property tax has gone through the roof. My yeah. building went from twelve thousand to seventy-five thousand. Think about that. And how long, long of a period? Wow. How long of a period? My water just went from one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Steve, how I long? Mean, that's crazy. How long of a period did your taxes go from twelve to seventy-five? How many years span? Just one year. Did what? From last year to this year. Wait, yeah. wait, wait! Stop! Well, Time out. Twelve thousand to seventy-five thousand in one year. In one year. How did that justify that? I mean, they justified it because nobody wants to write the insurance because we have hurricanes here. And the, and the cost of replacement is so high. Oh, the insurance didn't didn't um. Yeah. Well, there's been a huge problem with the, the insurance is, in Florida. That's what DeSantis did focus insurance. on, yeah. you know. But think, this is happening. Look, inflation is happening. You know, they say, "Oh, inflation's going down." <laughs> Go to the food store. You're paying twice as much for food now. Yeah, you know, know I'm, I spoke to one of my girls who's the president of one of the clubs here. She's we're going to have a meeting tomorrow with all the clubs. She told me all the condo boards here. They don't, they're going to, they're going to, all, all these condos are going to go into foreclosures because they yeah. can't pay the stuff. It's, there's no money. You know what I'm saying? And this is what people don't understand. You know, the stock market's going up, but there are people talking about this could be one of the big explosions because of our national debt. That's another thing. People, you know, if you well, and I. Commercial are, buildings are a problem across the yeah. country. The so vacancies back, through the roof. Let's go back to the most important thing. I still yeah. say people are lazy. They yeah. don't want to get involved. <laughs> Now, yeah. if we don't get the people off their butts, like President Trump told me when I saw him, we're no longer socialistic, we're communistic. Because when you don't want to get involved, you don't get involved until just what happened in Venezuela. All of a sudden, everybody didn't get involved, and all of a sudden, there is no Venezuela. They're all coming here. And yeah. you're buying oil from Venezuela? That's the stupidest yeah. thing that ever happened. So all yeah. these things we can't fix in a day, but we can only try to do what I'm doing is getting people involved. And we need yeah. more people like you, me, your partner here to get people involved, talk to them about getting involved, and then giving them a job that they're going to do. <clears throat> so we get these people elected. You'd be surprised. We get 100 congressmen in there that are MAGA people. You're going to see a change because all these backroom deals that they have won't happen because we only have 10 MAGA people in and out. You have 100, all of a sudden they're going to take. And the MAGA people don't take bull hockey. You know what I'm saying? It's a different well, I, I will tell you this. I think you mentioned something earlier, <clears throat> and I believe that Trump is in a, an amazing position with the urban community. I think the minority <laughs> voters, uh, ever since he got that mugshot done, and, and they've all dealt with the weaponization of the DOJ. We know that the crack laws were over the top. Not that I'm supporting any, in any way uh, drug use or drug sales. Um, or drug dealers. What I am suggesting is that some of those laws were put in place because we had members of our own congressional parties that, that own companies that are benefiting <clears throat> from high incarceration rates like uh, commissary companies. The Bushes own part of one of the largest commissary companies in the country. <clears throat> we saw that over and over again. You know, is, you know, and again, I ask, is Trump, I mean, I believe that if he went out in the public and said, look, we're gonna we're gonna fix the DOJ. We're gonna fix the judicial branch, and we're gonna fix, uh, you know, the FBI and these other agencies, and we're gonna get rid of a lot of this pork fat. Because I mean, what was the last budget? One point four trillion dollars. Is that right? Do I have Crazy. that number? Crazy. 
I know we I, are you freaking kidding me, left. Steve? One point four trillion. Let me say that slow. Ridiculous. Trillion. I know we only have a few minutes left. I want to get a yeah. couple of points in. The first thing is we got Michelle Swinnick, who's working twelve hours a day. Oh, she's amazing. Okay, save. We my just had her on. Us. So that's one of the things that we can do. If they want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at Stern American on Rumble, on Truth Social, on Facebook, on Getter. I'm all over the place. But the real truth is, contact me directly because I want to speak to you and find out what you're not involved. So I always say when I when I end up with uh, Uncle Steve Bannon, action, action, action. Give me a call. You'll get an answer. You'll know what to do. And thank you so much for having me on. I know it's been a long, you know, you only want to have a little time. I know we uh, have a lot. God well, bless you, Steve. Hold on. God bless you hold for on. everything you're doing, man. Time we out. appreciate you. So yeah. Mrs. Sturm was lucky enough and, and to give us you for this time, especially at night. So we would take you for three hours if we could. She's calling she you? Called me, she ah, called me. Miss, he's getting it. Hold on. Where Mrs. are you? Miss Stern. Time's already on the phone. <laughs> Where out. the heck are you? Miss Stern, I apologize, Miss Stern, with all of my heart. All Americans do, but this man was needed for this time. I know you'll forgive yeah. me. You know, we have a little report. All right, George, let's do our closeout. Tell them where to subscribe, like, and follow us, brother. Uh, you can find us on X as Lance Miliacho, G. Ballantine, The Big Mig Show. On True Social Getter, it's Lance Miliaccio, George Ballantine, The Big Mig, and then you have Richard Sparza, my personal assistant. Locals, Rumble, The Big Mig. On Rumble, we have 10 channels that are closed caption subtitles in 10 different languages, and on Rumble, we have 20 languages. So don't forget, hit the follow, the like, the support button. We need all the support we can to get this, um, keep this show going. God bless you all. Steve, any last comment? Anything you want to say? Just let get the people involved. That's all I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not a genius, but you know, if you can help me, get me at ten thousand people. It's going to help the country. There Don't you let go. Steve kid you. He's a pretty smart son of a gun. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Steve. Thanks very much. We really appreciate you. We appreciate everything you're doing for the country, sir. God right. bless you, Mister. I love you, Spear. Mister. I love you. Thank. You. Going to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. Ninety-nine percent of the web will be off limits. up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. 
It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beardvet coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beardvet coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound. Brewed for the American patriot. Beardvet coffee. Make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome to the next generation of warfare. Psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide. The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now.